0: no catch i highly recommend you give it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com/podcasters to get started thanks we love you Welcome
1: to the pretty Everybody. Uh mm-hmm. welcome to Pretty Scary.
2: Ooh, Pretty Scary Boo.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm Adam Todd Brown.
2: Ah shit, hold on. I am Caitlin cut
1: Caitlin Cutt, co-host yes. of Pretty Scary. Yes. And I am Adam Todd Brown, the other co-host of Pretty Scary. And Todd we, Reed. when combined, Together. are your hosts.
2: You know, it's always nice that we can put that together right as the show starts out, because I I always go into this completely blind. You know, you send me that carrier pigeon with all the information, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to say no to a carrier pigeon. Works every time. And here we are. Listen,
1: as someone who has read more than one book on writing movie scripts, Mm. world building and character development are very important to me. So I like to start each episode out with a little bit of that.
2: I think Quentin Tarantino would love our podcast for that reason alone.
1: Hey, Caitlin, how's it going?
2: Yeah, I'm great. I am still here.
1: I am also still here. That is Which, a good way to describe uh, life at the moment. Yeah, it's
2: although oof. in in you know podcasting in the age of COVID, still here. You get extra points. It's like a handicap this 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 year. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We're, so
1: we're making it. Like that uh, guy who had that song in the 70s called Making yeah. It. Yeah.
2: And Mary Tyler Moore, she made it after all.
1: She sure did. She sure did.
2: And now she's dead. But, I mean, she made it for a while.
1: We've been on most of our recent episodes talking about TV shows, documentaries, things mm-hmm. of the like, because I haven't had a ton of time to research. But we're we're back to talking about uh, some stuff that I argue should be in movies or TV shows. I I don't know what, how this movie would be rated. I mean, you could make a horror movie out of this. Eli Roth could do it. Like, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, what's the Green Inferno? The Green memory? Inferno. Oh, my God.
1: That is the best movie that you can't tell anyone you like.
2: That is a stressful movie.
1: It sure as fuck is. And then,
2: like, as you get more stressed out, it just gets worse. Because he keeps, like, confirming how bad the situation is. It's like Deliverance. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, this is, like, getting worse. Not, but the movie's good. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good movie. It's just a horrifying story, as is what we're talking about today. This is a thing I'm surprised I haven't heard of. As a yeah, person. how have we?
2: It's like all, like almost six years of this. How did? We-
1: Yeah, this happened in 2014, and I just came across it when I was researching an unpopular opinion episode about serial killers. Sure. And uh, I ended up cutting this story from that episode because everything else was related to American serial killers, and it felt out of place to just shoehorn Nigeria into that list. Lucky me. Here we go. Lucky Caitlin. Lucky audience. Now we get an entire episode about the Ibadan Forest of Horror. is literally
2: called that.
1: And y- <laughs> you know it hasn't really hit our shores as major news, or you will know when you look at the show notes for this episode. All these articles are like from Nigeria, except there's one that's like an uh, outlet that covers Africa as a whole.
2: It just, I I know I brought it up in a recent episode again, but it reminded me of like the gates in hell in Kansas or whatever. And it's just an abandoned building that college students decided to call the gates of hell. Whereas this is genuinely a forest of horrors.
1: Yeah, this (laughs) is this,
2: this, the forest should be illegal or something. I don't even know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You gotta, you gotta burn that down and put up a parking lot or something.
2: Very curious to see what kind of signage this forest has. (laughs) like are people warned
1: you should put a fence around it
2: yeah it's like jurassic park
1: but i feel like the this group would have the wherewithal to get around that fence they seem pretty
2: i don't don't think the forest resourceful yeah disturbingly so so. uh,
1: this is an incident as we mentioned that happened in 2014 and it is called the ibadan forest of horror uh ibadan oyo state nigeria ever been
2: yeah i mean you know that about me i've got a vacation home there
1: yeah, they got that nice forest.
2: Yeah, it's my shirt, see?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Visit Oyo. That's a good shirt. Yeah. That's a good shirt.
2: Hashtag Oyo, low, low, Yo. YOLO. It's cute. You Oyo Isn't it, it to
1: yourself to visit Oyo, right?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There it's, we go. That's, that's what everybody knows it as.
1: Take that, Chamber of Commerce. Use it.
2: That was disbanded by machine guns. Go on.
1: Probably. So as the story goes motorcycle taxi riders just start vanishing without a trace in this area and the police are called but they refuse to investigate because say it with me adults are allowed adults to disappear are if they allowed
2: want. to disappear if they want
1: so no one does anything about all of these taxi riders who are apparently getting on these motorcycles and going Take me somewhere and drop me off where no one can find me. Uh, This is apparently what the police think is happening. But uh, the disappearances continue. There's still no police involvement for a while. But then on March 22nd, 2014, day after the Mm. purge, a motorcyclist riding past an area called Soka Forest claimed he heard someone screaming for help from beyond the trees. Police finally agreed to take a look. And uh, they found some stuff, Caitlin.
2: Yeah, they did, Adam.
1: They, they found some stuff in this forest, uh, a, a little ways into the forest. First, they find one building. Inside that building, immediately upon entering, they find a bunch of decomposing human corpses that are bound with chains.
2: Step one.
1: Step one. I'm assuming backup is called at that point. Because you don't like if you know your horror movie rules, you you it's it's hammer time right there. Well, because humans, stop.
2: adults are allowed to disappear if they want. They're not allowed to decompose in piles covered in chains if they want.
1: Certainly not. That is, they not, broke the law by that, dying that way. That falls outside of societal norms. Not okay. Argue. It's Norm! on them. Norm. So they find these decomposing human corpses bound in chains. That's horrifying enough. Uh. Is it? Uh, I mean, not for not for this story. That's
2: what I'm saying is we're doubling down now.
1: So they searched the surrounding areas and they find a few more items of concern, to put it mildly. For one thing, they find a lot more human remains, uh, along with the blood-soaked butcher's tables, where they were- Also
2: against the law, the, the tables.
1: Right. Uh, people were chained to these tables and- mm-hmm basically dismembered cool and i know you're picturing it in your head Mm -hmm, but you can't one of the Mm -hmm. articles we link to has pictures of this place including pictures of the decomposing corpses and body parts and it's exactly as they describe it they're just littered all over the place they're in bushes they're under trees just everywhere the the bloody tables it's horrifying
2: What's scary about that is whoever did this knows they're not getting caught. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's what's scary about. I mean, obviously the things themselves are terrifying. Finding body, Parts and things like that in that way is horrifying. But to have them flagrantly strewn about like that just shows a complete command of the environment in a way that is very scary.
1: Yeah, it's the kind of thing that seems like it would be so hard to do in secret that people immediately after this news broke were like, I bet the government's in on it. Which seems like a crazy thing to say about a government in the 21st century. But as we'll get to in this episode, not really not crazy at
2: all. What's really wild is that it was happening so close to a road that a person on a motorcycle bike heard somebody yelling. Yeah. So that's to me a little mysterious in a way because.
1: Yeah, they almost would have had to have like had stopped Their motorcycle for some reason, because otherwise, yeah, you're not you're not gonna hear that just zipping. But it wasn't that far off the road. No, it was. Yeah, that is one way to put it. Here's my review of the situation. (laughs) (laughs) But also, we're not done. Uh, Some of the bodies they found were still chained to those slabs. So there's that. In all, more than twenty decomposing human bodies were found, along with hundreds of human skulls, and somehow. Despite all of that, this next part still feels like the creepiest detail, which is that there was just one room that had nothing but the personal belongings of all of these people in it. Like wallets, ID cards, kids' toys, shoes, clothes, jewelry, just everything they stripped from these people all piled up. Like that airport depot in Alabama where all lost luggage that's never claimed goes. They had that.
2: Well, Nazis did this too. I mean, this is like genocidal organizational operation here. I mean, yeah. that's just the way that's done. It's any, I, I guess my point here, Adam, is if you're going to engage in mass murder, you got to be organized.
1: Yeah. And you're going to get some goodies when you're rifling through people's stuff. So at least gold teeth. Yeah. You want to keep everything. Oh, this is
2: so horrible.
1: Oh, well, we're not done. Oh, cool. In addition To all of the body parts and full-on dead people. There were also 15 people who were rescued, who were found on the property, chained to a wall in a different building. Can you
2: imagine if you get rescued?
1: Yeah, would you even trust it? Because one of the things a lot of people who survived this said is that the people who abducted them were either government officials or dressed as government officials. So I feel like the police would show up and you'd be like, fuck. Here we go. It's going to be the police who kills us. Probably it's quite wild. the relief getting rescued. What do you think?
2: I think it's, I mean, I'm sure it's a relief, but <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, you, I, I can't even fathom surviving something like that. I think about this with like the mass shooting situations that we have popping up all the time. I mean, I, I, I took my kid to a movie the other night and I was just sitting there thinking to myself, I hope somebody doesn't come in here with a gun. And I, then that made me very angry.
1: I... I'm not joking when I say I pick my movie seats uh, in accordance with how I think a mass shooting would happen Yeah. if someone came in. Like, I sit in a specific spot because I feel like I'd have the most drop on the person, like, if they were coming my way. Because I'm not just going to—I'm at least going to try and fucking slide. Oh, the I, I die on the fence 100%. Yeah, there,
2: you yeah. don't get to shoot me.
1: No. no <laughs> Without me trying. Absolutely I, not. Yeah, I'm going to— no, 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 no. I might break my neck in a fall trying to wrestle that <laughs> oh, gun.
2: Absolutely, trip. There's no way I will not trip. But other than no, no, I they'll remember me. Uh, So, which is great, by the way, great that we have these thoughts. Thanks, yeah, thanks everybody. Thank you, thanks
1: society. So the the survivors who weren't in too much of a catatonic state to Mm. speak described being kidnapped and tortured with a once a week break where they were allowed to eat. Most of them could not identify their captors, but some claim that the men who kidnapped them were either government officials or posing as government officials.
2: I mean, here's what I'll say. If it's posing as government officials, it's smart, right? Because if you're sitting in your house and a guy in a uniform comes in with a gun and says, you know, come with me, you're going to go with them. There's zero
1: fight. Right. And the, the detail that makes me feel like it might have been for real government officials. Is that one of the specific claims was that these kidnappers were officials from the Oyo State Government's Urban Renewal Initiative?
2: Terrifying. Oh no. Which. That's never, that's a scary term.
1: Yeah, what does that that's ever mean except.
2: Super purgy. Like, that yeah. is not.
1: <laughs> that means your t shirt cannon and homeless people into the fucking sun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which in this case, it sounds like they were not doing that. They were just uh, shuttling them off to a murder forest to be dismembered and uh, more. There's there's actually more to this.
2: I mean, that's the thing is like, quote unquote, urban renewal project. I, I mean, this is getting very dark. Okay, so just bear with me here. But if you're just going for like a strict genocidal situation, what comes next is not that.
1: No. And so one thing we'll talk about later and also right now is sure, right,
2: the right now was later years later from a minute ago.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, everything I'm going to say from this point on is a little bit later, but also right now.
2: Yep. Here we Whoa. are. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Yep. We're not even high.
1: <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I wish. So one of the things that we'll get into in more detail later is that a lot of the victims of stuff like this come from. If you can believe it, vulnerable communities and marginalized communities.
2: What? So they're not picking these people up in the Catskills? Are you sure? Are you sure?
1: And I nobody in Boca. I think the people who would be targeted as part of an urban renewal initiative probably fall under the umbrella of vulnerable communities. But I,
2: I mean, that's usually what governments want to renew, right? They want to quote unquote rehabilitate communities. That's the vibe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Governments Here. are great about that. So the police did make a few random arrests in this, but ultimately no one was ever charged with any murders or anything, and this case remains unsolved. There were security guards at the facility who were arrested, but you somehow feel... no one was ever charged.
2: you got to feel sorry for the cops that showed up on that scene because you'd have to know you were in over your head just being there
1: well who i feel sorry for are the families
2: of course but i'm just thinking like you're you're the first to report on scene and you show up and you're like oh a highly organized completely violent group of people has pulled this off right under our noses Well, that's not, that's not good for me to be the guy making the arrests at all. And of course the families, I mean, of course, course, it it doesn't,
1: doesn't make you look good. If you're the cops, the reason I brought up the families is they showed up as soon as this story broke. And there was this big confrontation between them and the police because all they had been told, all they've ever really been told is, well, we can't really identify the bodies. So we don't, we don't know. We don't know who's who.
2: But they have all of their wallets and stuff.
1: They sure do. I mean,
2: so they had a lot of, I mean, there's no way to confirm if that's all of them. Yeah, I mean. That's a lot of ID.
1: I mean, if there was say, a benevolent government on the world stage that had the technological ability to, say, sift through the rubble of 9-11 and identify people based on bone fragments, we could probably ship some help over to Nigeria if a country like that existed. Uh, So they can be identified. It's just that Nigeria probably doesn't have the technology and... This doesn't impact like our rights to mine silver ore over there or whatever the Copy. fuck. So we don't care. But mm. they could be identified, the ones who they... haven't been eaten. Yeah. Well,
2: let's get into that.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. This sounds like a once-in-a-lifetime crime. It very much is not. For one thing, this also happened in 2005, in that case, police discovered body parts, skulls, and more than 50 corpses, some partly mummified, which I would argue is very polite, in shrines where a cult was believed to have been carrying out ritual murders. And in that case, there were a bunch of arrests, 28 cult members, two cult leaders. The cult in question was called Alusi Okija. And this is this is so amazing. Uh I mean amazing's not the right word.
2: Well, it is. I am amazed that it happened.
1: Yeah, wh- one thing we should just throw out there about Nigeria as a whole. And this isn't us like gleaning this opinion from these articles. No. Again, these are all articles written by writers and journalists and reporters in Nigeria. And the one thing they all say is despite it being the 21st century, there are so many people in this country who just believe in superstitious shit like this. And they believe in supernatural rituals and spells, like at all levels of society. It's kind of like QAnon here, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
2: was just thinking. I mean, I... This is, this is that we, every place has this. It just looks different and right. manifests differently.
1: Right. And that's, I, I think the, the big blanket thing that should be hanging over everyone as we go through this is it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, it's, it's creepy, but it's also far more prevalent than you could ever imagine. And I think that's the most interesting part about this. Cause it would be one thing like when I worked at Cracked When I was an editor, there would be a lot of times where someone would push an article that would be like, hey, how about the eight craziest ways people celebrate their birthdays around the world? And you would look at it and it would just be like, had we published that, it would just be us laughing at other countries for doing things differently than we do. It would be like making fun of anyone's creation story, but also being a Christian and being like, this is the one. But that's not this. That's not what we're doing with this Story. This no. is this is a part of society in Nigeria, and there are still articles being written about it today. Like even though this happened in 2014, we'll link to articles that literally open with people being like, it's the 21st century. Why? Are, why do people still believe this? What? Well, how is this still happening? And it is still happening.
2: Do you think that it becomes a more exaggerated, I guess, or more? articulated these strange, more radically spiritual beliefs emerge in places that have a more homogenous cultural identity, you know, because I think QAnon seems to be a reaction to the diversity that's being signaled in this country, finally, um, in some ways. And it seems to be a a knee jerk reaction. It's very white, (laughs) but, Uh, you know.
1: The difference here is QAnon is a couple years old and this goes. Well, back that's so that's what I'm saying is in Well, Nigeria. that's what I'm
2: saying though, is that like this is yeah, people are writing these articles saying, Hey, it's the 21st century, but I mean a lot of what we're talking about is tapping into customs that have been handed down through generations in the same place. You know what I'm saying? Like the the persistence of 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 tradition and place is incredibly powerful.
1: Yeah. I I think I would liken it more to like evangelical Christians in yeah. the South, like talking to snakes in tongue and oh, yeah. crazy shit like that.
2: This seems extreme, but it's, it's something, I guess here's the point I'm making. This stuff seems extreme. It is extreme. It's incredibly violent and scary, but it's the product of, uh, Culture in some ways, cult whenever a culture gets a little weird and has time to build on itself for a really long time, things like this happen. <laughs> it's just it's hard as Americans for us to understand this kind of thing because cults get squashed fairly early on here. Right. You know, because we have an organized, somewhat organized government at a certain level, it'll roll tanks over your land at a certain point if you get too crazy. Other places don't have that. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs>
1: yeah i don't I don't know well this i mean in this case we're talking about one cult but it's not like this seems like neighborhood pharmacies like to like at least this part that we're about to talk about it, yeah yeah it feels to me like like we did we talked on an episode of unpops about how India has this insane crisis with snake bites. They're they're like way underreported. Like India reports something like 600 snake bites a year. And when when you dig into it, it's like tens of thousands. And one of the problems there is when it happens in, sometimes in these very rural villages where there's not so much modern medicine as there is a guy who you go to When you're sick, who uh, will uh, tell you to do all sorts of wacky shit. That's how a lot of people die from snake bites. Instead of going to a doctor, they'll just go to this guy and he'll be like, rub some moss on it and
2: get a humidifier.
1: Yeah, it is. It does come down to I forget what the substance is, but he's just like rub this on your body and you'll be fine. And people die. And this at least this particular thing that we're about to talk about feels like that. Like it feels like these are franchises that just pop up in your neighborhood. And some of the neighborhood is going to be like, oh, fuck, no. (laughs) And some of the neighborhood's going to be like, yes, finally. 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 Finally,
2: the truth. The truth is the the real medicine. The body was built to heal itself.
1: So let's talk about what happens at these places. I can't wait. They're called dreaded shrines. For one thing, like imagine being happy that a dreaded shrine popped up in your neighborhood.
2: That's incredible. Dreaded shrine is going to be a cocktail at our at our restaurant, at our
1: surprise chicken joint at
2: our surprise chicken. Re- the dreaded shrine. What's in that rum? That's got to be rum.
1: You'll never know because you're going <laughs> to die after you drink it.
2: <laughs> if you Speaking. are a man of honor, however.
1: Yeah. Unless you're good. Unless you're a good person, then you're not going to die.
2: People have no idea what we're talking about because we have haven't
1: told them. No idea what we're talking <laughs> this is about. Such
2: a good podcast. Here's,
1: here's what happens at dreaded shrines. Uh, <laughs> at first, it's kind of like Judge Judy, where two people have a dispute that they don't want to settle in a traditional court of law because who has the time?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So they go to a dreaded shrine. And what happens is this uh, priest, I believe they're called, uh, mm. gives the, t- the, the the person who's being accused sure. poison in a glass.
0: Yeah.
1: And the understanding is that if you drink that poison and die, it's because you were guilty. But if you drink that poison and live, you weren't guilty after all. And I, I don't know, maybe you get to poison the plaintiff after that, like what? their the version hell? of paying your court costs. And
2: 2005, like, right? 2005, this happened?
1: Oh, this happened in 2005. But
2: yeah, just just bringing people back to frame of mind. I thought it was important at that yeah. point. Go ahead. 21st yep, <clears throat> Yep. This
1: yep, is yep. happening. Short for century. Saves me time when I talk. Good job. And this is a thing that just happens. Like we're laughing it up about it, but it's actually very <laughs> tragic that just, people still to this day, believe this is a viable way of settling disputes in Nigeria. It's fucking horrifying. And there are so many people in the country fighting against it. And the government's like, yeah, but we still need to win elections. So
2: here we it's the same old story. We can't really put a
1: stop to it.
2: It all we'll explain
1: that later, too.
2: Oh, yeah. It all really comes back to something pretty simple, which is and I know this because I came from an evangelical background. If you see your parents do things, it's very hard for your brain to later or even in the moment say, oh, this is a bad thing. If your parents and your aunts and uncles and your family all participate in something, no matter how crazy it is, it's, that's how it's normalized. It's that simple. It's not that complicated. I think the things that move people forward in life are so much more basic and subtle than it, and, and far more out of our control on, you know, on even on a societal societal basis than any than anybody really wants to think about, you know, and it, it just does. It comes down to who kissed your boo-boos, who fed you, who gave you real love and then got excited about the <laughs> Shrine. that The the horrific shrine that was being put in in the neighborhood. It's confusing.
1: Yeah. And to bring it back to a U.S. parallel, I remember the 2004 election. It was Bush versus Kerry and Bush had gotten us into this fucking war. And I'm talking to this guy at work and uh, he's really upset about the war and, and just the state of the country. And he's like, it sucks that I have to vote for Bush. And I was like, wait, what? Why, do- why would you have to vote for George Bush? And he was like, my family's just always voted Republican. Yep. And I was like, why would you do that? And he goes, because I can.
2: I voted Republican in 2004 because my family voted Republican.
1: That's it. Ugh. Yeah, I don't.
2: That's all it takes. That's it. It's not more complicated than that.
1: So, so this ritual of swallowing poison to test guilt, according to police, has been practiced for over 100 years. In one of these articles, they, they quote, I think it's a cop, saying that, well, it used to be meant to deter crime, but eventually it became a way for priests to defraud and kill people. So...
2: What a statement. Yeah. And like... It's so depressing.
1: Yeah, you would have to like... God, I don't know. Like, I, with it being around 100 years and... Them saying that it was meant to deter crime, that leads me to believe that there was a point where people knew whether you're innocent or not, if you drink this, you're going to die. And that's why it would deter crime, because eventually you're going to be like, all right, you got me. I can't drink this. And for this to be carrying on in this way, that has to have flipped at some point. In the not too distant past where people are like, I can probably get away with it. Either that or they're thinking, well, I haven't done anything wrong in this business (laughs) dispute. So I'm going to go and I'll drink the poison and I'll be fine because that's how the poison works.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. The other half of this is that people actually, there are, there's a contingency of people that just believe this system works. Right. Right. That's always the core of
1: it. Really? And it just cannot have been that way when this was a crime <laughs> deterrent because it the, it wouldn't be a crime deterrent in that case. I don't know. This is fascinating. It's fascinating. I mean, it's horrifying, but it's also fascinating. I mean,
2: for a community to allow this to continue, we say, like, how? What do you mean? But I mean, how many kids are shuffled around because of the Catholic Church? Yeah, that's. And the pre, I mean, it's like this happens here. It just happens in a different way. And we just. Everybody, you know, it's so easy to look at what these people do and say, oh, you know, whatever, it's horrifying how and it's like, well, because people will back to my family point, people will do anything to preserve their picture in their minds of their family and their roots as something that was right and okay, they'll do literally anything for that. And, you know, when you when you start to pick a fight online with people about guns or whatever, you're going up against so much more than what the issue at hand is, you know. So again, yeah, all of this is crazy, but it's more of it's more a testament to what people will endure in order to keep their way of life going, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a really extreme example of what happens when a government teams up with the most radical elements in society like that's like we're we're wondering how this is allowed to carry on and how how it keeps happening and we keep alluding to it but there is government it seems like there is government involvement in this at the highest levels and it's just like again to You can make the QAnon parallel where there are people at the highest levels of American government who believe QAnon is a thing, which almost is a weird comparison because this is government officials doing QAnon shit, basically. Like,
2: well, you know, frankly, I have more, I have more respect for the people in government that actually believe the QAnon shit that are doing the QAnon shit than I do for the other politicians that think it's bullshit that aren't saying anything in that party. I honestly, like I, if this is what you believe, it's what you believe. I I know what it's like to ex- think as an extremist. And there was, there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do to change that person's mind, but for everybody to just allow and not call out how insane that is for the sake of the fact that they know they're going to lose a huge contingency of their voters. If they run an election and say that they're crazy, that's, it's disgusting. And, yeah. and that's, what's happening with this like weird terror temple or whatever. I can't remember the, <laughs> it's the same principle. Horror it's like, forest. we, We don't want to lose votes, so we can't come out against it explicitly. Right. But of course, it's bad. I mean, I know it's bad, but, you know, listen, the only way to really change anything is to change things from inside the system. So I just, you know, just hang with me. Let me get elected. I'll clear it up. Don't (laughs) worry. And then it's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's how it always happens. And then we're always at the mercy of the fucked up weirdos.
1: But this isn't even the government just like overlooking it. To, no,
2: in this case, this is, like- this is like
1: the government <laughs> participating.
2: This is like if Tom Cruise shit. and Tom Hanks were actually drinking the blood of children.
1: <laughs> I, st- I still keep thinking about like, what if this is the QAnon of Nigeria and like this whole thing is just, just like every like, every link in our show notes is just the most radical right-wing outlet in Nigeria and I'm like I uh, don't know how am I supposed to know
2: so I just think it's so funny that of all fucking people they pick Tommy
1: there is a girl on Twitter who was very adamant that Tom Hanks sexually assaulted her
2: sorry but like
1: i mean i don't know i don't i I wouldn't i don't fucking know tom hanks he's a fucking actor tom Tom hanks could be a sex creep
2: of course he could be but like i don't know I. it's just it's a stupid person to start this with tom cruise okay he's got a scary man laugh like all right i'll go there yeah tom hanks
1: I don't know if it started with Tom Cruise. Corey Feldman seemed like he was going to name some names on The View once, and Barbara Walters was like, you're going to ruin careers. It's oh, I know. Barbara Walters sucks. Way to have your heart in the right place, you fucking monster. Hey, She's speaking awful. of monsters.
2: Yeah, let's keep going.
1: The the Like, we've been talking about it, but the, the issue here is that ritual murder, it's not uh, confined to people finding these Uh, sites in forests or in houses, there's also these people called herbalists. I'm assuming they're also the people that man the dreaded shrines, but also you go to an herbalist if you want to carry out a ritual that will uh, bring Whatever you're wishing for, your way, and these rituals usually involve body parts. So you're going to go to this herbalist and be like, "All right, well, what kind of ritual am I am I going to run?" And uh, he gives you the list, and you're like, "Yeah, I can I can read all that. Uh, what what kind of supplies do I need?" And he's going to like slide a human head and a baby arm across the table, and just going to say it. That's a business model that's going to require access to a lot of body parts. So let's say there's an administration in power that believes, well, for me to keep this power, I have to do these rituals. They're not going to go too hard in the paint trying to arrest the neighborhood herbalist because that's who they're going to have to go to to carry out these rituals. And that. Sounds crazy, but it seems to be, it seems to be the thing that's happening in Nigeria.
2: You know, and all this time I thought it was just email scams.
1: So that's the thing. It's not just like fringe elements of society taking part in this. There's one study that we'll link to in the notes and it, it basically says the prevalence of ritual murder can be chalked up to the, quote, continuing belief among many Nigerians, even educated ones, in the supernatural. Which, that's kind of broad. <sighs> that's kind of like when you hear, oh, you know, Iran, they're great about letting people get sexual reassignment surgery. Uh, like, the state will pay for it and everything. And you're like, oh, that seems very progressive. And then you find out, Well, they consider being gay a disease and that that is the surgery that fixes it. So it just ends up that a lot of people who don't want to have that surgery have to get it. So on the surface, sounds like a good thing, but uh, don't just trust the headline. And same case here. If you were like, did you know a huge portion of Nigerian society believes in the supernatural? I'd be like, fuck yeah, ghosts. I believe in the supernatural too. And then you'd be like, no, here's what we mean. (laughs) I don't, I don't believe in the supernatural at all. I don't.
2: I I mean, I'm, I believe in the supernatural in the way that like, I want to find an old building in Pennsylvania and wander around with a flashlight. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's where I'm at. Not, not ritual stuff scares the hell out of me. I I think that's a very weird, slippery slope that you have to be very, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of people uh, in like astrology and tarot and all of that stuff, which I'm fine with. Like that stuff doesn't freak me out but there's always these like rituals and things like this suggested that i it starts to get a little scary in my opinion where i'm like that seems like you're getting involved in some stuff that can go dark real quick
1: yeah when i was younger my cousins had this book about white magic uh which is like spells and things yeah, you can cast sure. that don't hurt people. It's just uh, like parlor tricks. And I was really young. So a lot of it, I mean, no matter what age you are finding, like there was actually one that said, I of newt or something. And it's like, okay, what health food store am I hitting up to find that? But there was one that was just this thing you said to make the wind blow. And I was like, well, I can memorize that. It's like 10 lines. And Caitlin, Every time I did it, the wind started blowing. You summoned the wind? And that was enough for me. I was like, no. oh, this isn't the path for me. That's no. creepy.
2: I just, I think the ritual stuff, I, I think there are things at play and forces that we don't understand 100%. And there is something to the fact that these people are willing to farm body parts out. And to me, that, that cost is too high for me to, to make more money, I, arguably. Th- I guess that's
1: where, arguably, that's yeah.
2: like, I, if I need a human head in order to be successful, I guess I'm just going to hang out in my Honda civic. Like we're good. I, I don't, that's too high for me nobody needs to die in order for me to be successful that's weird
1: and if you're listening to this thinking that we're just mocking people who have wacky beliefs uh i'd like you to just reflect on what just happened which was me saying that i do believe there is a paragraph you can shout into the sky that will make the wind blow and i still believe it so i'm not judging here i'm just saying your wacky beliefs shouldn't get baby's arms hacked off
2: i'll i'll take it even further i think whatever you put out you get 10 you get back 10 fold okay that's like a pretty basic witchcraft yeah
1: that's uh, the science of getting rich
2: equation right so if what i require is a baby arm or whatever in order to get one thing i don't i don't want to know what's coming back to me yeah that's that's a hellscape i'm not interested in so that's more of what i'm getting at here
1: so that same Report that we'll link to that mentioned uh, that this is educated people believing in the supernatural, basically, also adds that the belief in the power of ritual murder, quote, is very strong among the local population of southern Nigeria, including people of different faiths and educational backgrounds. And like I know nothing about the geography of Nigeria, but I do know if something like this took off in the United States, I would it expect would be... it to happen in the South. And I'm not absolutely. I'm not joking about that. I'm sorry if that sounds uh derogatory people in the South, but you got you got the snake charmers down there. Like
2: Okay, the South or Pennsylvania?
1: Yeah, Pennsylvania's crazy. So what kind of rituals are we talking here? That's what, that's what you might be wondering. Money rituals is there what a lot of these boil down to. Most of these crimes end in body parts being used in money rituals, which are exactly what they sound like, rituals intended to bring success and money. It's a whole lot like people in the U.S. visiting psychics on the grounds that they'll uh, learn something that will make them rich. It's like, if that was true, that psychic would be rich. This is kind of the same thing. These are like dirt poor herbalists who promise people that if they just consume the right body part, uh, they'll get rich. And it's like, well, you eat it first and let me see you get rich. But that connection doesn't happen in this case.
2: Oh, yeah, no.
1: So incidents of ritual murder tend to go up when the economy starts Going down. Oh, man. And people start getting desperate. Like, it's almost like a murder version of playing the lottery. Like, because I don't <laughs> doubt that there have been people who've participated in one of these rituals, and then something happens and they're rich like 18 months later, and they're like, thank God I did that ritual. And it's like, you, maybe it's just that you got a really good job, and that's why you're richer now.
2: Here's the thing I don't care if it works. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's that too, I guess.
2: that's just that's my baseline. It's like cost me nothing to not be this person, so I'm not going to be this person.
1: Yeah, it's got a, it's got a weigh on the conscience or, or maybe not. I mean, like, I, look, it seems I, like I, I don't know. there is at least some belief that there is a segment of Nigerian population That is expendable, at least to these people who participate in this. And uh, I mean, that's that's a troubling thought that uh, a lot of people think here, too. Like, that's like, look at your serial killers, most of the unsolved murders. Like, it's usually sex workers, poor people, things of the like.
2: 100 percent. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think that that I I guess I, I would understand this more on just as from as a, as Caitlin, I would understand it more if it was if you were telling me these were curses against other people, or it's like okay, at least there's some. But just blanket hopes for success and money, I killing someone is not. It's just not worth it for me. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't know. But again, I'm. I, this this is this is definitely where the cultural relativism kind of becomes the snake eating its own tail. Because yeah, I, I don't know what it's like to be raised there, and I. I don't know what it's like to come from that culture, but that seems wrong to me. So I guess that's just where I'm at. It's
1: a little wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There was a recent example of this. I mean, there's there's lots of examples of it, but uh, it involves a 22-year-old college student named Favor Daily Oladele. She was killed by a mother and son with the help of a prophet, uh, that's what this person called themselves, who also participated in the crime. The, the son killed her and then... Uh, passed her off to the prophet who dismembered her in a very horrifying way. Uh, Rest of the body was buried. The dismembered body parts were given to the mother to be eaten as part of a spiritual cleansing and money ritual. And uh, now they're rich. Just joking. Everyone's in prison. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is it's not real.
1: And yeah, the the last thing we had in the notes is something we've been talking about this whole way, which is the reason a lot of people think this isn't stopping or being put to an end in Nigeria is that there are really high-level politicians involved in it and uh, elites. Like, it's, it's QAnon. Like, it is... Like, QAnon says what? There are people at the highest levels of government. There are business elites. And here's what they do. They eat babies to keep their wealth and influence. So this seems like that, but for real? QAnon, the home game. Like, I didn't find any articles that were like, "Mm, I really hope somebody's able
2: to... Debunk this whole episode. That would make me sleep better at night on some level. But uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, I. I mean, just to be quick, I googled "ritual murder Nigeria hoax," and one of the top articles is a fucking JSTOR article, which means it's like an ap- academic paper uh, titled "ritual killing 419 and fast wealth inequality." So there it is happens. nothing out here saying so- this is.
2: In fact, there's a JSTOR article saying, oh, yes.
1: So if you're wondering where the authors of QAnon got their wacky story from, probably Nigeria.
2: Unreal. Uh, So sad. And I don't even know. Yeah. It seems like a hard place to be, Nigeria.
1: Yeah. One of the interesting things from the, the politician notes section that we haven't mentioned yet is that these ritual killings tend to increase around election times
2: oh god so
1: there are politicians going to their local herbalists and being like hey i gotta win this election what do you got for me
2: or people who just want somebody to win specifically i mean i we had like those psychotic prayer warriors in front of the voting yeah. centers in nevada so I got mean, to, you gotta write not... that
1: into your campaign laws people people can only consume so much human flesh to help one candidate and then beyond that you're breaking the law
2: it makes you crazy eating human flesh too does it's it? not good it's not good for you. That's a whole other episode, guys. What does eating human flesh do to the human body? Stay tuned. Pretty scary.
1: I would love to do that episode. That sounds fascinating.
2: Then we should, because it's definitely proven to make people crazy. It's, again, it's back to the whole mad cow disease disease thing. It's, disease. You know, is, mad cow disease.
1: Mad you got cow disease. The, you got the
2: mad cow disease.
1: Oh man, what's happening? Our I'm ep-
2: tired. We're talking about a, a lot of shit I don't want to think about. I'm zapped.
1: Yeah, we hit we hit the end of the episode. That's for sure. We did it. We'll we'll link to all of this in the show notes. You can you can deep dive into it for yourself. And uh, good luck. It's some heavy reading.
2: Don't do it. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I just you don't want to live where we live.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's you've heard enough. Go. Yeah, just. Lay just down,
2: go, not just go. Don't go and not kill someone.
1: Listen just, to a ghost adventures episode or something.
2: Yeah. We're going to
1: watch an episode of ghost adventures. You know, Yeah.
2: the old GA,
1: any, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here?
2: Well, we're on Instagram at pretty scary boo. And let me tell you, I'm setting the the gram on fire with posts about raw Rouse pasta sauce. Mm, and love um it. my dog and uh other stuff so there you go
1: don't miss out on that everybody. you don't want to
2: miss out on that
1: uh you can subscribe for bonus episodes on patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech, or right in the Spotify app. Also, if you want to subscribe to this show and Conspiracy the Show together, Ooh. you can do that on Patreon and uh, Supercast. You can't do it in Spotify Uh and you'll, you'll save yourself a dollar, dollar a month. That's Spend it wisely. Amazing. Buy something nice amazing. for yourself.
2: Amazing. I love a good holiday bundle.
1: Right? Bundle it up. Bundle it up. Buy a whole year. That way you're just locked in. I like that. Just,
2: you're locked in with us. Yeah. It's like the end of Thelma and Louise.
1: Yeah. It's a cult. You're in a cult if you do it. You're in a year. cult
2: now. But yeah. the great news about our cult is you don't have to do anything except for listen to the show.
1: Absolutely nothing.
2: Yeah. Like there's no book. Uh <laughs> There are, there's more than 11 episodes.
1: <laughs> more than 11. Yes. There's more
2: than 11 episodes. Um, we do encourage Rouse Pasta Sauce purchases, but we can't make you do that.
1: I you can. Know? I can make you.
2: Adam can make you. I can't. Um, that's it. That's our cult.
1: Yeah. Have it's fun, everybody. Cult. Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. <sighs> goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. I don't know.